What is this? For the mess. For the mess. Can I begin? Uh-huh, it's the chill kit. I got the cards to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows and not your head. Can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I would never spill it. Yes, sir, damn right. I keep it low-key. They must got all time as if they say that they know. Welcome to the For the Masses podcast. My name is John Barrett, your host. Hey, I know I missed a couple of weeks, guys, but I'm going to reward everyone and I'm going to drop two more episodes to catch up for the two weeks I missed, okay? So let's 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 keep it going. I'm super excited about this episode because it's my homie, Chris Carter. Um, I was actually on his podcast when I was like starting my show, and um, he's just like a phenomenal spirit, a hustler spirit. He's an entrepreneur, and he just got so many things going on. He's he has a lot of production going on with the show. He does all of the video editing. He does all of the audio editing. And us in the area, we know that it, it's it's hard work. It's hard work. So I'm super proud of him. One of my former students, we get into his story, uh, the premise of his show, some other finance stuff we talk about. So it's a pretty good show. He gives a lot of like keys to like having the mindset that helps him to be able to like sustain a lot and to do a lot consistently. But before we get into the show. We got admin tasks we got to take care of because we do what we got to do, right? It's up and it's stuck, okay? So remember, we're on Instagram at For The Masses Podcast. We're on Facebook at For The Masses Podcast. We're on YouTube at JB The Masses Podcast. All right, everyone, remember that our our Anchor supporters, we're live. We're live on Anchor supporters. So if you want to support the podcast monetarily, please Please sign up for Anchor as an Anchor supporter. And in addition, you can also subscribe via Anchor, and you can subscribe for our special episodes that we have that are specifically for Anchor subscribers, okay? So, hey, DM me if you have any questions about that, but there's all the support, all the support, all the support is truly, truly, truly appreciated. All right, so we're going to get into the episode, Blue Book, Chris Carter for the Masters Podcast. Welcome to the pod, bro. Thank you, JB. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. I know you're you're a guy who wants to like lean forward and plan, but you're so seasoned at this now that I just have to like get it get it started, get it going. I appreciate it, JB. It's it's been a challenge. I'll tell you that. I actually I was looking through my Snapchat memories the other day, and I got the the memory that I've been doing this for a year now. I've been co- podcasting for a year now, which feels crazy. Yeah, man. You you uh like I said, you you were the catalyst for a lot of podcasts. Two, two of my former guests at this point, we were up to episode 20, have also started a podcast as of today. Wow, really? For real, bro. So that means you're responsible for three podcasters at, at this point in time. Hey, I will take it, man. It feels good. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to kind of kind of get rolling with it as well. I've really enjoyed listening to your episodes. I've been off my game lately. I've been really behind on my podcast because I was traveling a little bit. But I, I'm, working, I'm working through it, trying to get my way caught up. Nah, bro. Like you killing it, and like like everyone listening, Chris Carter is is like his own production. Like he does a lot. He does a lot of his own editing, um, which is like very detailed editing. He does his own YouTube editing as well for all his video clips and stuff like that. The only thing missing from Chris Carter's production is the marketing aspect of it, and um, that's okay, right? That's okay because yeah, it'll come. That's all right. And that's the beauty of your podcasting because you can grow organically in a niche market. And um, I think Chris Carter is like one of the best storytellers that like I've seen upcoming podcasters because like he just he just has he just does it really really well so I just wanted to tell you that Chris Carter your story tell very well JV I appreciate it really 
And bro, I don't know how you do it, but you do it really well. I just wanted to tell you that so everyone everyone knows. Thank you. I mean, I will say it's it's been a lot of practice over the years. I was on a public speaking team in high school, and I feel like that was kind of the start of it. And since then, I've, I kind of like see things as a challenge. Like, I want to get in front of a bigger audience. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I, I kind of make everything a game, um, and I hate losing. So, like, if I accomplish something, like, I've won that game. You know what I mean? For real, for real. And, and that's the thing about making it a game. And I forgot who I was talking to when I said this, but, like, the thing about bad games – you got another one to have a better game. Exactly. So, like, I mean, same thing with podcasting. Like, you have a bad edit or, like, you don't feel so strong about something. Like, it's all right. Next week I'm going to put out another episode. Next week I have another opportunity to try to fix what I didn't get last week or try to improve on it. Facts, growth mindset. And um, I, I think, like, I think the thing that's special about your show is, like, all the effort you put into it. And I think um, once you figure out a way to, like, batch record – that's the, the the ceiling is up there for you, you know? Yeah, most um, definitely. I started doing it a little bit before I left for my trip um, just because I'm trying to work on building up, like, uh, subscription-based episodes. Yeah, facts. And I, I have maybe, like, four or five, maybe six, and then my computer, my graphics card went out. So all, like, I was pretty consistent with recording those. I was doing one every week, just, like, off the riff. Um, no, no prior, like, uh, what's the word for it? Like no preparation for it, kind of extemporaneous, just going into it. And I was on a nice schedule with it. And then the graphics card went out and then my podcast schedule, like the premium podcast episodes kind of went out the window for a while. The YouTube mm -hmm. videos. Uh, so I'm just now trying to get back into it. No facts. And for everyone listening, um, Anchor, the platform me and Chris Carter both use to uh, distribute our podcast, has subscription podcasts. So I also have mine activated. So if you want to get exclusive episodes that are not listed in your typical places, uh, sign up for subscriptions. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Chris Carter is doing the same thing. So, Chris, tell everyone what your show is, what it's about, um, and then we'll backtrack to your life. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I mean, I always feel like this is kind of a, a challenging question because, like, personally, I'm still trying to find exactly what it's about. Mm -hmm. I mean, going back from episode one, I started the podcast just because I wanted an outlet to talk. Um, yep. In school, I was always very big on communication. I always had, you know, a pretty active social circle. And since graduating from college, like I saw that kind of drop off and I was lacking a lot of these social interactions. So week after week, I would just get on the podcast uh, very early in the podcast and just do different topics that, you know, I thought would be interesting. And I've tried out a million different things. Like for a while, I was highlighting specific stocks that were doing well. I was highlighting new foods that I had tried, uh, places that I had traveled to. And still, like I'm trying to find exactly like what that niche is. Um, and I, I don't know, it's a little tough to get there, but I'm not rushing into it at all. Like I'd rather spend all this time kind of preparing and practicing all these early episodes for when I do get to that point, I'm like comfortable behind the mic. Like I'm comfortable with talking in public or comfortable talking, you know, kind of like this. No, absolutely. I, I describe your podcast as a uh, current event podcast. Yeah, that, yeah. that describes it. You know, I, I try to hit on kind of what's going on in the world right now. Uh, maybe it's sports, maybe it's news, um, you know, anything that, current in your own life. Yeah. in my own life. So yeah, that, that is kind of true. It does fall under the current events. Yeah. And that's, and, and, and I think that's super, super dope because again, it, it does require you to be like super, super consistent in the sense of like, Hey, like weekly, I gotta be doing something. Um, I think, I think for you, what, like what batching looks like is like, Hey, like maybe like 
talking about your upcoming trip, you know, as opposed to like after you got back from your trip or both, you know, so you like that's the end of the one upcoming it would be like the week of your trip. So you drop the, Hey, I'm going to Barcelona and, um, you know, this is like what I got planned. This is what I got going. This is who I'm going with. And it was, it was just erratic. And I know you do that. You do that a little bit now, you know? Yeah, um, I do. Uh, earlier in the podcast, um, I started out with doing like a weekend highlight and then a weekend, um, kind of what to look forward to for that weekend. And at that time I was traveling a lot. I was doing a lot of stuff. So it was very easy to talk about what I'm doing this coming weekend. Um, As for right now, like it's kind of tough. I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to wake up and eat for breakfast tomorrow. Uh, So as (laughs) to figure out what I'm going to do this weekend, it's a little more challenging. But I think, you know, in time, I'll kind of kind of define that. No, 100 percent, 100 percent. I know you will, because I know you put a lot of effort into this, too. Um, And I know I know like your your show continue to grow guys willing. So definitely bro so so chris carter so again like you got a current events based podcast current events being like your life and what's going on in the world so like let's talk about like your discord so you have a discord i also have a discord where everyone in the community can it's the the kick spot for after when we're not online right and um, yeah and um chris carter has a very like nice discord um that branches over into a different top a lot of different topics you know and i do the same you know whether it's like, you know, fitness and like finance discord. I haven't been too consistent on there, but let's talk about your discord. Uh, my personal one or the finance one? I'll talk about both. Talk about both. So with my personal one, I've kind of taken some time away from that, just trying to focus on other things uh, with the podcast. Like around the same time that I started up this discord, I just began posting you- to YouTube. So mm-hmm. still trying to find that balance between like, what I can work on within my like specific free time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but within it, I have, you know, just like a general chat, we have ideas and feedback, maybe things that you would like to see talked about in the podcast. Um, I also work on uploading my YouTube videos to it. I'm in the process of trying to kind of streamline all of my Twitch uploads straight yep. to straight to the discord. Uh, and all I have to do is just code a couple things and we'll have that squared away. Uh, I have, a channel for like traveling for like daily conversations for like projects that I'm working on. Uh, I'm just trying to build it up. You know, I think very similar to like my podcast, your podcast, like Rome wasn't built in a day. So like, facts. I'm not expecting to wake up tomorrow and have a hundred people in the discord. Yeah. Facts. I think just step by step day by day. Now, 100%. And um, I think, I think uh, you, your discord inspired me to start my own discord because I didn't know, I didn't know what, like discord was all used for like other than like gamers doing gaming stuff you know right and like you put me on the wave bro like honestly so i appreciate you yeah of course that's what i thought discord was going into before i I really started getting active in it and i started seeing other people online people that i follow on youtube or other social media like oh check out my discord so by doing that i was able to get a lot of ideas on kind of how people structured those and then implement them into my own discord or the other discord that i'm a part of yeah, bro, it's crazy because Discord's like growing and um and like even like the big podcasters who are quote unquote big right now, they they're starting to get Discords, bro. I mean, you've been on the wave, so like every they need they basically like copied us, bro. They're following us. Like we're the trendsetters here. And these these famous people are like, oh, Jonathan Parrott and Chris Carter are early on the Discord. Like, let's get in line. Early in the Discord, bro. And um and like I said, my my other podcast friend, and he had a, he had a show before us, but it was very like niche based, very specific. He started his show back up, and he he got a Discord going, you know. Really? Um, yeah, this called the Unpack Unpack Podcast uh, by Micah Titibe. 
So he okay. Yeah, you posted that today, right? Yep, posted that today, bro. That's right. Everyone's on the Discord wave, and like I said, Chris Carter, Chris Carter put us on, bro. Trend setting, I guess. <laughs> Trend setting, man. I, this is this is this show is about giving your flowers, you know. And speaking about the flowers aspect of things, so like we 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 jumped into the episode, and we talked about like your show, we talked about a little bit of like my show, but like Chris Carter, tell everyone who you are. Uh, my name is Christopher Carter. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. I went to Davison Elkins College, actually, where I met JB, where I studied finance. I was the captain of the swim team, president of my fraternity in IFC, and a part of plenty of other extracurriculars. I was a resident assistant for my building. I love to keep kind of like my schedule busy, my schedule packed, because I feel like I'm much more productive when I have things planned out. Currently, I'm working in finance based out of Washington, D.C., and I'm looking to relocate somewhere around the new year. No doubt, no doubt. And um, I'll, I'll tell everyone listening, like Chris Carter was basically, he basically said I'm the man. That's what he basically said. And um, I think the the huge thing to, like, to add to like Chris's like bio is like, he just like has a certain tenacity about himself that's like very, very noticeable. And I first noticed this about Chris when um, he would come to my office when I was working at Davis and Elkins and he would ask me certain questions about like help like helping with certain things and chris would always be the type of young man who would like he would sit there and be like okay well if you're gonna help me i I, like pull out his laptop and try to do it right there and i always i noticed like he was like you know mr get it done and um so i i noticed that immediately about you i appreciate you recognizing that not 100 because people don't do that people don't do that you know i don't even think i do that um but unless it's like in certain like instances you know where it's like oh that'll take that'll take 10 minutes let's do it let's just get it done you know so i, I noticed that i mean i knew i knew you were a go-getter i knew you were the mover and shaker on campus immediately i appreciate it yeah it's much easier to kind of knock things out right away rather than kind of sit on it um like for example when i would go to your office and we'd talk about specific events on campus or whatever it was it was much easier to take out my laptop right there and write down our thoughts rather than me go back that evening and try to remember word for word what we talked about or what yeah. we were going to do in the future no, most definitely. And um, it, it kind of like grooms you mentally to just do things like that in life, you know. So what do you think put you like in that mindset of like you want to like get things done immediately and instead of procrastinating? Um, That's a that's a good question, because I definitely I still do face procrastination. Like, it, like it's, all. it's something that everyone goes through. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd much rather be on top of things rather than, you know, overwhelm myself by waiting to the last minute or trying to figure out you know, like I said, go back to conversations and remember everything that we talked about. Um, But I just think over time, I've continued to kind of perfect that skill. I can't say that it's like 100% perfection right now. But now compared to maybe like four or five years ago, maybe prior to going to college, like that skill is completely different. It's it's transformed 100%. No, absolutely. And what do you think got you in the mindset to want to be able to do things like that, though? Um, You know, growing up, I always kind of found it natural. Um, And when I started to meet other people that didn't kind of follow the same thing, I was like, okay, this is weird. Um, (laughs) I mean, not, not that it's weird, but like people have a different mindset than you, you know what I mean? And so growing up, I always just thought this was like the default mindset. Like everyone's going to go get what they want. Like everyone is very like entrepreneurial based mindset, um, you know, willing to put in the work to get the reward. Uh, And, you know, over time, it just continued to get like easier and easier to do. And I would say now, like, it's kind of like just second nature. Yeah. That, and that's awesome because, and, that, and that's really what it is. Like what you said, it's like, 
um, when you have that type of mindset and you meet people who don't, you don't, you don't understand it. You know, you don't understand like, well, why don't we just do it now? Like it'll take five minutes, you know? Um, exactly. Why don't we do it now? It'll just take 10 minutes. And then like, people just like think you're like anxious about it and you could be, yeah. but it's also just like, you don't understand why they don't want to just do this right now, you know? And yeah, um, it's much easier to knock it out right away than us wait on it. 100%. And that's the type of person you are. So when you get, get around people who don't, you don't understand. And like, I, kn- I know you feel that way because I don't, I don't, I understand too. And that's why I noticed what you were doing immediately. And, um, and it, it just like shocked me. I, and it's, it's funny because I just talked to two other people um, that I had on my show and they're just, they're very similar way. And it, it just has a, a certain level of like, you don't understand, you know? So, and there's nothing wrong with, um, no, not at don't all. operate like that. Cause you can still get stuff done and don't operate like that. Because I know like my girlfriend, she's like very like plan it. Like I got to plan it out. Okay. Like, you know, I got to plan it like room, room routine, you know? And I'm like, okay, you know, I understand that. So, you know, but yeah, that's what I noticed about you immediately, bro. And then this is when the life changing, you know, story, and I told it on your show, but uh, during finals week, Chris Carter won like a bingo, like $25 gift card from us or something like that. You know, most people, they'll, they'll go back and, you know, maybe get a mug or something like that. And yeah, Chris, so Carter, Chris Carter went straight to the bookstore and bought all the blue books and blue books are what they use for finals. And I think they go for like 10 cents a book or something like that. And Chris Carter bought all they had. Um, all that they had. Yeah. And, and Man, sold them for a dollar. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, I really took advantage of that opportunity because when I was given that gift card, like there wasn't really thing any really anything that I wanted from the bookstore that I didn't already have in my room, uh, like pencils, pens, maybe <laughs> like an extra phone charge or whatever it is. Yeah, so I was like, okay, how can I make more out of this free gift card? And that's yep. when I got the idea, like going into finals week, everybody needs a blue book. And it's something that I even faced at some point where I get to class or I'm on the way to class. I'm like, no way. I don't have my blue book. Um, and I wanted to be that person that helped change that. So I bought out all of the blue books. And rather than selling them for 10 cents, I advertised them as I think 50 cents for one or four for a dollar. And the average person, I will say this, doesn't keep change on them. So I was making like a dollar just for somebody wanting one blue book. Like they just had one final and they're like, look, I don't have I don't have two quarters on me. I don't have the 50 cent coin. Just take the dollar and keep the change. So I was really able to profit off of that. Now, most definitely. And um, like like I said, like when we found out administration, no one got mad because they're like, can you really get mad? No, and, um, <laughs> you can't even get mad about it because it's like, wow, I wish I would have thought of that, you know. And um, so I think that was super cool of you, bro. And it showed that like you had that entrepreneurial mindset, A. And then B, it just showed you like you groom yourself to like look for opportunities. And uh, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about like what made you like develop that mindset or how did you develop that mindset to look for opportunities? You know, hey, there's a need here. I'm trying to fill it. Yeah, most definitely. So I think that goes back to late elementary school when I began to notice a lot of my friends were kind of getting more clothes. They were getting like fancier clothes. They were wearing polos every day. They were wearing like the high Nike socks. And it was something that, you know, I was really interested in. And I knew that it wasn't something that would just be given to me like a lot of my friends. Like this was something that I would have to work for. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy. But at that time, I started my own landscaping business, just cutting grass around the neighborhood. I put up signs around uh, the neighborhood on like the telephone poles and everything with a little tab to pull off my number. I was also working um, for my cousin's neighbor, looking out for their dog every day in the afternoon, cleaning up the poop every week. Really, like any opportunity that I saw to make money as an elementary school, early middle school kid, 
I took advantage of it. And over time, especially with the landscaping business, like it blew up. So what started as a couple yards and me charging them like 10 to 15 bucks that they would just pay me in cash. It would take me an hour and a half or whatever, then grew to maybe 10 to 15 yards, making 25, 30 bucks a yard, 20 to 30 yards, 30 to 40 yards. At one point, I believe I had like 45 yards In some yards I was getting paid like 60, 70 bucks. So to go from $10 with a push mower that I found on the side of the road to now I have a whole trailer full of lawn care equipment. Um, it, it it's crazy kind of how it's evolved. The American dream, you know, that's, that's amazing. And like, like, like you, so you developed that mindset of like, Hey, this is what I have. This is what I, I, I think I should be doing to get what I want. And um, I'm going to supply. And I think, I think your asset was seen at an early age that it works. Um, seen that, that it works at an early age and that you could apply it to the rest of your life. Like, would you, would you say that? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, uh, with a lot of kids, I would say this, like their parents are kind of when they get to an age, their parents are badgering them like you got to get a job, like you got to get out of the house, no more playing video games. And I never really faced that because I was always kind of like, kind of the head of the game when it came to that. Like, I had a job before all my friends did, like I was working part time, um, when a lot of my high school friends weren't uh, really just trying to, you know, get ahead of the curve with that. Now, most definitely. And um, I think I think I, I was very similar, but uh, but not. I feel like my my asset was like I was always attracted to like making whatever I had around work, you know. So if I if I had like ten dollars a week, like making that work, like making it work to get me to practice. And like, you know, we take the bus in Richmond sometimes. So like I was like, oh, I got practice on Saturday. Oh, bet. Like my mom gave me seventy five cents. Oh, the bus is thirty five cents. I'm going to figure it out, you know. And I don't yeah. know. I was just always attracted to like 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 figuring out and like um i use the transportation example because like um you know my family's originally from new york so everyone's super big on like autonomy and then when i went to richmond it's kind of like it's not as autonomous but it's more of like oh you actually parents were rides and stuff like that and I, I my mom didn't have the same mindset so i was just like all super attracted like figuring stuff out bro super attracted and um and and, and that that's really cool to hear bro yeah, it's crazy to hear kind of the differences from what your parents or what your mom grew up with, with kind of that autonomous mindset to then relocating to Richmond, where, you know, I would say public transportation definitely isn't anywhere close to where nope. it was in Brooklyn. Nope. Bro, I was walking to school by myself in third grade with my sister. Really? Yeah, we, we walked like nine blocks to school, you know. And um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like it's like a thing there, you know, because um, obviously you don't got buses and stuff after a certain like age. So, yeah, when we moved to Richmond, it was like, yeah, like, you guys want to go to this party? You want to do this? Like, stuff like that. Like, ask for rides, obviously, uh, pay for gas money or, like, you know, take public transportation, which wasn't horrible. So if you, like, knew what you were doing, you could get to where you need to be, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. So super attracted to that, you know. And um, so, like, Chris Carter, like, like what's your what's your next endeavors? Like, you, you're starting your podcast. Like, what effort are you putting in there to, like, grow grow the fan base? Like I know you put a lot of effort into your your editing, your audio, or just getting better. Um, I think I think your asset is you're getting better, so you're doing it faster. Um, as opposed to taking like three hours to take you like hour and a half now to edit an episode, you know. And your episodes are longer. Your episode mine mine range from thirty minutes to like forty five. Yours are regularly an hour. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely it's gone down in time yeah. over the past forty episodes. Um, but the <laughs> editing has gotten much easier as to where I was episode maybe like three or four you know when i put out the first episode i didn't know a single thing about editing 
yeah. I was going through audacity. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what this setting does. I wonder what this does. Like not realizing it was destructive editing where it was just, you know, hurting it more than helping it. Yeah. Facts. And, you know, going back through and listening to it, I'm like, okay, this sounds atrocious. Like I can't put this out if I don't even approve of it. And it took me a super long time to finally get to a point where I'm like, okay, this, this doesn't sound too bad. Like I'm definitely mm-hmm. kind of stoked with how this sounds. And like you said earlier in the episode, the one thing that I don't focus all that much on right now with the podcast is marketing. You know, maybe, you know, I'm not that not that ready to begin marketing to a large audience because like I talked about earlier, I haven't quite yet found that niche. Yeah, um, I'm not quite yet 100% confident with my editing because I know there's much there's a lot of room for improvement. And I'm, I'm learning new stuff every week when it comes to editing. And actually, when I put out this past week's episode, I realized that I could kind of streamline a few of the steps when it comes to editing and creating like a combo uh, like a combo button on the on the on the software that I use. So rather than going like step by step with three, four different things, I can just click one button and it takes care of it right away. So it, it's awesome. definitely a learning process. Um, and, you know, it's it's only up from here, I would say. Uh, but also when it comes to the episode length, like you said, I I would love to keep it within a half hour. And actually, like when I talk about a lot of things, for example, my last episode, when it comes to travel, like I had a hard time keeping, you know, a 10 day trip within 30 minutes. Yeah, facts. Uh, but it's it's not too bad when it comes to the editing. I would say that I spend more time now on just getting the video together than the editing, uh-huh. because once I get the audio together, like it's a wrap, like the easy part's done and now the hard part is you know piecing together all the clips adding in all the photos throughout the episode maybe the extra videos maybe doing subtitles for certain things so it's it's gotten easier over time and i'm still not still not a hundred percent confident with my work in a way i'm at a comfortable point but not one where i'm like through the roof you know no i I get that 100 and um for everyone listening you know I think the beautiful thing about podcasting is like the, the, the like you you're able to like be extremely intimate with your audience. Um, and you know they have a saying, uh, the riches are in the niches, you know. And um, I think me and Chris Carter at the point where we're like really trying to figure out our niche, you know. And um, I think I think that's that's where like a lot of like these podcasters like you might obviously like the Joe Rogan who appeals to like a large amount of people, uh, get the type of guests he gets on, or like Tim. Uh, Tom but Bill you who like you know super into like self-development but able to get these podcasting like guests on appears to like a large group of people um I think I think podcasting allows people who you know sometimes they don't want to do video they don't want to um you know be on YouTube that much they 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 just build this niche around like hey their favorite show their favorite movie um the Marvel Universe you know and they kind of build that that following there so uh, I think that's what like Chris Carter is alluding to when he's saying he's just trying to find his niche yeah, most definitely. And I think one thing that's the same for you and I, um, I would say, as compared to maybe a lot of our other peers when it comes to podcasting, is, you know, we focus, we tend to overfocus on yeah. the audio. And, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of unavoidable because, I mean, as anybody would know, like getting on and talking to yourself or talking to someone for 30 minutes, like that's OK. Yeah. But then you have to go back through and re-listen to yourself, talk, re-listen to all the questions you ask and everything. And like your biggest... Um, the person who judges you the most is yourself. Yeah. Like that's definitely something that I've learned to kind of, I wouldn't say get over, but feel more comfortable with. 
No, absolutely. And and I think um something like that helped like, you know, both of us get over it is like having friends who are also podcasters because we, we both understand like, hey, like we we want to focus on the audio. And then we got then we have like friends who are just like, you'll like put it out there, bro. Put it yeah. out like no edit. It sounds good. Yeah, like hey, respect to you. Like I wish I could just drop it because like in our heads you know, we think very deep about the podcast. Like we're going to put all this time, like we're going to think a lot about it, but you know, you ask anybody that listens to podcasts and you know, maybe they're not a hundred percent focused on how it sounds, but they're more focused on the content. For example, like I was listening to a podcast the other day with a group that, you know, I really enjoyed listening to and they had one kind of off episode with their audio, you know, they're out of the studio and there were a couple parts here and there where it didn't sound great, but I was like, you know, I, I don't really care. Like I'm here for the content. And that's when I kind of realized, like, man, I'm overthinking this. Yeah, facts. And um, I, and I think, uh, and I think, uh, like, I but I, I think, um, like, everything you're doing now is like setting a good foundation for your like your future. You know, if the future of your show. So like, um, like the effort you put in definitely like make me work harder. You know, and stuff like that. Because I'm like, yo, like we got, we, let's get it done. Let's stay consistent. And um, I, I don't know if you noticed, like, when I would like miss episodes, you know, because I, I record so much that like right. i have like hell episodes but i'll probably like humble brag episode. yeah <laughs> I, like, I record so much yeah no <laughs> well it's, it's different from you though because you you're by yourself you know and um right know, I, I just schedule stuff you know and i think that's my asset is like kind of like kind of like you you said like just get, getting done like getting stuff done it's not too daunting to me to like get get this guest on and i already have a idea of this story and like you know, try to like harness it. Like the hardest part about like after interviewing for people is making sure we have interview questions and interview notes to like guide the conversation. Which um, at this point, I feel like I don't need because I, I already know what we're gonna like talk about, discuss. Um, right. Unless I, I get on with you and like obviously like me, me and you'll stay in contact, so I already know what's going on with you. But um, I think that's my asset. Now again, the only thing about having like uh, like episodes ready and stuff, you gotta edit all of them. You know, and um, so like ideally, you know, I should I should have them edited. You know, I should stage them properly so they drop every Friday at nine a.m. like supposed to. But um, you know, we're we're, we're I haven't been doing that, so um, I'm it's all right. grateful. It's all right. We're early in the process. Early in the process, bro. And um, um, so so yeah, bro. So so Chris Carter, let's talk about your finance discord. I know you talked about the the personal one, but what's this finance one about? I saw that. You know, I'm a part of some other finance discords. I'll tell you about my NFT journey that went down the drain. Oh, you, did I tell you about that? Say, no, no, you didn't tell me about the NFT journey. You want me to tell you now or you want me to like, tell you after? Yeah, you yeah, let, let's, let's hear about the NFT right now. Man, so I follow Bandman Kivo on Instagram. Sounds crazy anyways, right? Bandman Kivo is this, uh, he's this guy from Chicago. He's like a, a reform scammer. Um, so I guess he, he used to like do scams against people and things like that. And, um. Uh, he he started like rapping too and had like a really big like regional song in Chicago, right? Um, end up going to jail in like 2014 for like three years of 2017. He came out of jail and um, I looked at two pictures of this guy and I was like, yo, like he lost hella weight, like and um, I think you know me knowing how like weight works and like understanding like the mindset behind it and stuff. Oh, like he was in there like grinding, you know. And um, he said he was gonna get in shape and stuff like that in some previous interviews. And I'm like, oh, this dude says what he says. Uh, he does what he says he's gonna do, right? And um, when I hear him talk about certain stuff, you know, I think I'm I'm pretty abreast of like your basic like finance terms, you know, just from like you know school and stuff like that. And you probably are too. And um, you oh he he's talking some like real stuff, like he knows what he's talking about. So I want me to like look in a little deeper. So he's like a finance 
um like guy and he would just like put like i would say like the people who usually don't get into finance um and like stocks um stocks crypto um it's like a lot of what's going on the internet right now and he he uh made an only fans for finance no way Bro, made only fans for finance, like helping people people clean up their credit scores, adding trade lines, like all this other stuff. So I'm like, what? And like no ahead of the game. Ahead of the game, bro. And you know, like no one like obviously like everyone listening, like OnlyFans is usually like a more sexual market. Um, you know, but this guy's like, I'm gonna just start one for finance. And um and slowly blew up and like, you know, people get receipts from OnlyFans. So like you you like show the receipts of like like what he's doing and he like doing millions on OnlyFans, bro. Just like he was a chick, like, in a bikini. Right. Um. So yeah. I'm like, yo, this it's dude is like... It's just like Patreon now. Bro, just like Patreon, bro. And I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. So he started doing that. Um. He teamed up with this these uh these uh people doing an NFT project. Um. Crypto Lanterns, right? So I saw him post it, and, like, he's pretty credible to me because I feel like when the stuff he's talking about, it's not really him selling stuff. It's just like really, really talking about basic finance, finance principles, giving you outlets, and like staging it in a way like uh, letters to your credit bureau that take off like uh, derogatory marks. Like I-, I did that back in 13 with like off of like a Reddit thread, you know. So I'm like, oh, he's definitely saying real stuff here and he's telling people like true facts. So I'm a, I- I'm credible. So end up like linking up with these Crypto Lanterns guy. It was probably like a thousand of us in this discord. And, you know, like, hey, hey, buy this Ethereum and go mint your um, NFT. So I meant it like a half a ethereum or something like that like maybe it may be like one fourth of ethereum like it was probably like two to four hundred dollars right so not too bad right no. so i'm i meant this ethereum um get my um get my nft i'll show you too i don't know if i'm gonna copyright it i, I meant i meant it my ethereum and um bro the project went under no bro yeah so essentially like obviously everyone listening nft stands for non-fudgeable <laughs> token and essentially it's a digital trademark or digital copyright on or di- like artwork, like genuine artwork or like some type of like masterpiece, right? So, uh, turns out one of the partners of like these people who like are building this NFT, you know, because basically you get you get the original artwork from our artist, and then you uh, have the blockchain like built out behind it, um, and it's like unique to that 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 NFT. So, bro, the, all the artwork this guy like searched like did, uh, it was all like Google. And not like not like super straight. You couldn't just like type in like pumpkin head lantern on Google and find it, but uh, apparently it was on there. So these dudes were super and in- had a lot of integrity. Stop stop the minting process immediately. Um, had a like a whole uh, Discord call and it's like, hey, we messed up. Like we got enough cash to like keep doing this. Um, we're not going to continue to mint these. Um, we're gonna like try to like make this right for you guys. Like all this other stuff and um. At least they're willing to kind of like help out rather than just turning their back on everyone. One hundred percent, bro. And and so they're part of another Discord, like a finance Discord. These like these guys are like traders, like they trade crypto like regularly. So they're like, "Yo, we're gonna give you guys like lifetime access is like two hundred dollars a year." So essentially, like you're getting like lifetime access for two hundred dollars to this Discord, right? And this Discord has been around since like a few months ago, and like these people are like, "Yo, we they really help us. They really make money. They show us how to read charts." And um, they let me in their Discord for like you know um for like buying this. I just gotta hold my NFT. I can't like sell it anyways. So, right. um yeah. So that's the positive about it. I can like get some good plays on some like crypto and stuff like that. Um, so it's a blessing, you know. And um, maybe I can like get my 
my finance, my crypto finance IQ up. But yeah, that's why I went to my last <laughs> NFT venture. Oh, you hate to see it, but I mean, it's a learning experience. Am I wrong? It is, bro. It is. And I, I learned a lot. Like, I never mentioned anything before. Um, I learned how NFTs work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard thing to face. I, You know, I kind of went through a very similar thing when I first started trading, um, you know, buying and selling stocks back in high school. Mm-hmm. I was able to get an account being under 18 through my parents. And, you know, I, I kind of just followed uh, what people talked about. I was just following uh, what was popular and I would just buy it. Like yeah. not really having much idea about what to look for or anything. And I got burned. I got burned. Yeah bad very early and that's when i realized like okay the average person or not the average person but like you can't go into this blind yeah and expect to do well you know what yeah. i mean yeah so that was kind of like my learning experience with that and since then like i've gotten i've only gotten better and better with kind of things to look for um things that are doing well specific things like that within that one specific company or whatever it was now 100 I, and i think um I think I think I think it definitely does teach you something. Um, would I join another NFT project? Absolutely, because it's the wave. <laughs> but um, I think now I would like, yo, who's the artist? Where's the Instagram? Let me like DM them and like make sure you know. And they probably and like that that was probably like the biggest thing. Um, but yeah, these dudes were they had a ton of integrity, so I definitely respect it and like grateful they were able to like fix it and just didn't shut the server down. You know, they could have just closed the server and took all our money because you know yeah, exactly do, that's what people are doing. You know now. It's like it's taking cold. people's money. So um I think these people who started this is called the No Bull Academy, they um they actually they actually um their their discord is a result of people burning them, you know. So they super integrity. Oh, Hell yeah. integrity. That's pretty awesome. That's it's great to hear it was it was a good learning experience for you in that you know it didn't turn you away entirely from the NFT space, which is oh, good. No, no, bro, no, not at all, bro. We should, me and you got to make one, and then we got to get, get some people who know how to build blockchain. But that's offline conversation. Yeah, like, I, I will say, like, I think we'd be squared away on that. I know I know the people to talk to and the routes to go. So I feel good about, you know, me and your me and your personal NFT. Uh, the listeners, just wait for it. Just wait for it. It's going to be in both our it. discords. But let's talk about your finance discord. Um, I'm a part of it. You know, let's talk about it. Yeah, most definitely. So what started as, you know, just a few people from school um, gathered in one one area to just talk about finance, talk about what's going on, has grown dramatically. And when I was in school, I was always surrounded by people, especially within my finance investments class, like where we always have something to talk about. And then after graduating, like those people, you know, everyone went home because of COVID, everyone went home after graduation. And so I didn't really have those daily conversations about the finance, about what's going on within the markets. And that's when me and a couple of friends kind of teamed up together and like, okay, we can create a space for everyone to come to maybe learn what's going on, maybe learn some terminology while you're at it. Um, Maybe just pick up little things here and there. And that's what we've really focused on with the finance discord is, you know, just teaching the average person about stocks because a lot yeah. of people they come to or not not just stocks but maybe like we talk about bonds we talk about etfs a little bit about crypto we have some nft channels in there as well so it's just kind of across the board when it comes to places to put your money but um oh man i just <laughs> i definitely just lost my train of thought there Sorry. um okay as i as i was saying um yeah so we've just we've grown it over time and 
you know, I would say now we're, I'm looking at it, maybe like 70 something, 70 something people. And, oh, I remember what I was going to say. So a lot of people, when they approach me, they'll be like, Chris, like, I want to get involved. Like I see everyone on Reddit making money off the meme stocks. And I mean, right there, that's a red flag. Don't follow what's going on on Reddit when it comes to the meme stocks. Um, but the, the thing that I tell them right away is familiarize yourself with the market, you know, kind of figure out what's going on in the news. And maybe maybe just start following some finance Instagram pages just so like you're automatically seeing that whether yeah. you like it or not, like it's automatically showing up on your feed. So that's something we focus on with the discord. Like we have constant uploads of, you know, the daily news I have. I have it embedded where we get daily tweet updates from a number of different accounts. Um, and, you know, so you're just always kind of in the know of what's going on. We have a lot of people that are involved in many different areas within finance. Um, when it comes to things like NFT, like we have someone who focuses a lot on their NFT. We have someone who focuses a lot on crypto. A couple of people focus a lot on um, what's the word for it? Uh, Forex, you know, it's mm-hmm. just kind of across the board. So it's just like a learning community um, where, you know, we're just learning to get better with what we're doing. Now, that, that's huge because even though even in Discord, I'm part of like they just stress like, hey, like, like go to this learning channel and like learn about the terms we're doing. Like we're like you got to learn the basics before you, you try to run and like jump on these plays. Exactly. Exactly that place, you know, and it's like if you're playing a sport, like how are you going to run this play? And you got the fundamentals down. Exactly. So yeah, it's always good cool. to kind of get that behind the scenes info um, or not behind the scenes, but kind of like the fundamental things before you jump right into it, before you open up a Robin Hood account or whatever route you're going down. You'd rather be more prepared than less prepared. No, absolutely. And um, I, I think um, a lot of like uh, stuff I do, especially in crypto, especially with like like sexy stocks, you know, quote unquote, um, I, I got a pretty big, pretty, uh, I have a pretty decent, you know, um, background in like just like general finance. So like, you know, I'm not losing money either. You know, I also don't jump on like and that's the only thing about when you have like when you have like, I guess, traditional finance like mindset, you don't be jumping on stuff like. You know, I wish I would have jumped on like, you know, Doge in the beginning. I wish I would have jumped on like some sheep with some like, you know, like money you can like risk losing if you have that. You right. know, um, um, because I, I saw some people just making like stupid money and I'm like, they don't even know what's happening, but like they're doing it, you know. They and just got the in at the right time. At the right time, bro. And, um, you know, I'm winning off of sheep right now. I'm winning a little bit off of sheep, you know, um, so, so that and then, uh, I, obviously, I don't. I don't do typically like do those type of like coins. Um, you know, your basic just like Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, things like that. And then obviously, like Robinhood. I treat Robinhood as like I do buy sexy stuff, but like I don't buy like I don't buy like like small like stuff. Like so, if I get there, like there at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought Facebook. It was down like one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, so of course, I'm gonna like buy that and just like wait until it goes back up, right? Um, right. Yeah, it's always gonna go back up. Always gonna go back up, bro. So like Tesla and stuff like that. So like Peloton, Peloton uh, bought at thirty three dollars at the beginning of the pandemic, bro. They're at, they were at one, they were at like one thirty at a high right now. Wow. Yeah, bro. So I, I do stuff like that. I only, I only like, I only buy sexier stuff when there's blood in the streets, and it goes down drastically enough that makes sense for me. You know. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I would say during the pandemic, like a lot of people's eyes opened up to the stock market. One hundred percent. Like the number of people that joined Robinhood during you know the second quarter third quarter fourth quarter now 
is crazy as compared to where it was the year prior to that. Like, yep. not everybody would, you know, go up to each other and be like, oh, do you see what happened with, um, I don't even know, uh, like GameStop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, now like GameStop, AMC, all that stuff is just normal conversation for people because yep. everyone's involved with it in, in some way or yep. everyone has some bit of knowledge as to, you know, what's going on behind them. And which is good because it's like now people have something to focus on other than like, hey, I'm going to work. But I'm also like I got this uh, this discord up uh, where Chris Carter is telling me about like uh, GameStop and, you know, we're running plays in there. And we're just like, yo, like, let's 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 run it up, you know. So I think it's super, super cool. So like Chris Carter, you're doing a lot. You know, you're doing a lot. And everyone listening, they want to do a lot. They want to do more. You know, they want to do a little bit more. So, Chris Carter, what's one thing you give someone before you get off and you give us your social media where people can ask you questions and things like that? But where can people like what can people do right now to help them do do a little bit more? I would say I told this to my little sister earlier, actually, learn how to create a habit, because if you learn something small, it takes 28 days to form a habit. Then you'll, you'll know kind of what it takes to do that. Like, for example, I told her that. I've been doing 100 to 200 push-ups every day for the past two years. Mm-hmm. And what start- <laughs> yes, sir. What started is, you know, something maybe like 15 to 20. If I can, you know, stay consistent on that, then maybe I can stay consistent on learning to read 10 pages of a book every day, learning to write in a journal for five, 10 minutes every day. So like if you can just form that habit and then build off that, like it's going to go a long way. Most definitely, most definitely. And, and, and Chris Carter, we never said the actual name of your show. So tell everyone yeah. the name of your show. Uh, obviously, we talked about what it's about. But where, where can they listen? Um, where, what's your social? Where can they ask you questions if they want to reach out and like, hey, they feel like I want to learn something from this guy? Yeah, most definitely. So the podcast name is Just Chris because, you know, kind of speaks for itself. It's, it's just me talking here and there. <laughs> we'll have a couple guests. I had JB on a couple times, had a couple mm-hmm. other friends. But yeah, it's just Chris, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, I'm on there. All you got to do is just search just Chris. And if I'm not mistaken, if you just Google just Chris, the podcast shows up. It's also on Google Podcasts, too. Um, That's right. But best way to contact me if you do have any questions, anything like that, maybe you're interested in what I'm talking about. Maybe you would like to hear my take on something. You can always reach out to me via email at justchrispodcast at gmail.com. Man, it feels kind of weird to kind of share that on the other side of the mic, like being interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if, if you're wanting to, you can follow my Instagram. I'm not super active with it, but I check it regularly. And it's C Carter or wait, CC is C <laughs> C Carter underscore zero zero. Just like that. Hey, no doubt. And Chris Carter, we appreciate you joining the 40 Masters podcast. JB, I appreciate you really. Um, you know, it's, it's been an awesome journey over this past year and a half. It's been awesome to see you grow uh, alongside with me. And, you know, I think we have a promising future ahead of us. We stay consistent, stay true to our goals, and stay consistent with our habits. Hey, no doubt, my brother. Just definitely continue to encourage each other and, like, hey, let's, let's grow the shows. It sounds like a plan, JB. You have a great evening. I appreciate it again. Hey, you too, my brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. See you. Wow, that wraps up the Chris Carter episode. And, you know, me and me and Chris, we talk a lot. And he he got scheduled to come on a podcast like a month ago. <laughs> and, you know, um, I'm glad he sees value in the calendar I keep. 
Uh, and it's like, you know, you know, it's like, you know, I schedule a lot of interviews and I just schedule and I schedule and I just try to have episodes ready. And um, him him knowing that and being super cool and preparing for his episode just shows how much respect he has for the, like the space. And hey, Chris Carter, I appreciate you, bro. Um, I know everyone gained tons of value about like work ethic, mindset, how to sustain that mindset throughout the course of their lives. So I know you provided value. I know you provided value. I'm super grateful once again for you joining the For the Masters podcast, and I know everyone else in the community is as well. Remember, everyone, please subscribe on Spotify and also leave a review on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts. I apologize for that. Help us grow the podcast. Remember, support the podcast in any way, whether that's sharing it, telling a friend, pay the fee, pay the fee, share share the podcast, share the podcast. I appreciate you all. Thanks for joining For the Masses podcast. This podcast is dedicated to my lovely mother, Alfreda Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever.